On this week's episode of Bungalow and the Bus, Brendan's on vacation, but I am hanging out with Amy Drew from the Orlando Sentinel. We are here, we have pickled beer, and get used to it. <laughs> Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And uh, this week, Brendan O'Connor is on vacation. He went to his motherland. He is in Canada. And so I found a replacement host, replacement <laughs> guest host. Uh, this week, I'm excited for this. We are at Digress in my neighborhood in College Park. And I am with... The one and only Amy Drew, multimedia food reporter at the Orlando Sentinel. Amy, how are you? I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. Of course. Hi, Brendan. <laughs> we I, miss you. I, I would like to say Brendan's not listening, but he probably is listening because uh, even when he's on vacation, he's probably working. So It's hard to let go, and he works so hard. It's very, very true. And so, yeah, he's up in Canada. He's visiting his mom and dad. He's, he's from the Sioux. Sault Ste. Marie in Canada, just north of the UP in Michigan. And so he's up there enjoying probably the cooler weather than we are. Splitting logs and yeah. knocking down trees and doing lumberjacky Canadian things yes. in flannel. <laughs> and so no meanwhile, doubt. we're here uh, burning up here in Florida. And uh, yeah, like I said, we're hanging out here at Digress, which is a, a wine shop here in College Park. Oh my gosh, one of the best. You like it here? I love it here. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. So, so normally uh, we talk about news that's going on in Orlando. We are going to do that today. And we talk about all the things that are happening uh, in and around Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. If you're not familiar with bungalow.com, follow us on Instagram, follow us on on. Uh, Facebook, all the all the places. But before we get there, before we start talking news today, I want to talk about you, Amy Drew. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Usually, right. usually we talk about other things, but we'll get to it. We'll get to the, yeah. the well, ketchup and the fries and yeah. the hot dogs and all that stuff. And, and we are going to eat at the Duck and Drake, which is a, a food truck here at Digress, but they're opening a restaurant uh, not too far in the distant future here in Orlando. I know. It's so exciting. I'm excited to too. talk about that. But uh, if people don't know you, um, as I said, you, you work at the Orlando Sentinel. How long have you been at the Sentinel now? I have been at the Sentinel for four years, all right. I believe, in 2019. So you, I think it was my my first so yeah i started i was there for a little while but yes. our our paths did not overlap i think i left in 2015 not at the sentinel but you and i have overlapped in other places because i was working for usa today mm -hmm. before this and we've seen each other at events and known each other you know that way yeah i i used to get invited to a bunch of food things and right. i think you would be there and we'd be at big tables like we're at tonight here at digress and Correct. you might be at one end i might be at the other end and right. everybody's taking food you photos. used to light up my food <laughs> plates for me i remember because i would be the and i still am like the ill-prepared not actual photographer taking my own food photos yeah and you would you would light up you would always have like a light ring or something and you'd be lighting stuff up when the light was too blue it's it's true i i, I did bring a light to a lot of the things i still do that when we go to events uh brendan and i, I i've learned that good lighting makes food look good absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. and i don't care how stupid i look with a giant light at a table somewhere it's so funny i've been doing this for so long and i feel still like 
a tool when I <laughs> when I bust out the lights or stand up to get like an overhead because I'm short. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I still feel kind of like, even though everybody takes food pictures now, like everybody takes food they pictures. They do, they do. But I still feel kind of like, you know, you're at, maybe in like a very casual place, but like in a really nice restaurant, I always still feel very conspicuous trying to take food. Everybody's pictures. doing it. It's yeah, fine. I know. But let's let's go back a little bit. So as you said, you've worked at the Orlando Sentinel for four years or so, mm-hmm. uh, but you're not from Orlando. I'm not, but I've lived here. Oh, my gosh. Almost 20 years. Oh, which is the longest I've lived any place outside of my native New York. Um so yeah, so I love it here. So did you grow up in New York City? I grew up I grew up partially in New York City. Um in I was born in Manhattan, but I was raised in Brooklyn and then later on moved to Long Island. So, okay. So the New York Metro. And then did you sure. did you leave uh, Long Island to come here to Florida? Not immediately. No, I did the usual, you know, I lived within 20 miles of the city, so when I got my first job, I was working in New York City. And I worked there for a while. Then I left. I went to Atlanta for a quick spell during the Olympics. I did some freelancing and some bartending and worked for the Olympics a little bit. And then I came to Florida for the first time, which was over in Clearwater Beach. Ah. And it was the late 90s. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to live here forever. But I didn't. I lived there for a few years. I worked in TV news for a bit and other kinds of publishing. And then I went home and then I was like, it's too cold here. And I came back to Florida. So, so wait, what did you do in TV? Uh, I was an assignment editor. I basically worked the desk Mm -hmm. and told people where to go. This is back in the day. So it was like listening to police scanners and things like that and finding the news and telling the, uh, the reporters where to go. All right, Amy, I got to stop you. Rob Chase, the owner of Digress, is here. Rob. The world well, does hello. stop. Hello. <laughs> I knew he was here because there's already like four corks out on the table. <laughs> well, you know how we're going to do it here. I know. like a mess. Remember so, Rob, I told you I love Digress. We, we've actually recorded a few times here. I appreciate you every time that I text you the day before and I say, hey, can I record a Digress? They always say yes. But, but maybe for people who missed those episodes, why don't you tell us what Digress is? Um, so we are a, a little local uh, neighborhood kind of wine shop, wine bar. Um, skewed a little bit more towards the wine bar thing these days. But um, we focus on small family wineries, um, things you're not going to find uh, sometimes anywhere else around uh, Florida, certainly Orlando. But um, we like to champion um, the little guys that are doing things a um, little bit more hands-off winemaking, um, smaller production and just the uh, the people that that care about the wines you know in the way that we care about food and and that complements uh duck and drake a food truck that we have here um so that's uh that's what we do in a nutshell yeah and you're right here on edgewater blue building look for the red doors right red doors yes yes <laughs> brand new red doors <laughs> and amy actually suggested that we come here tonight i said where where do you want to go because she's uh she's our guest tonight because brendan's not here and she the really? first place she said was digress that is true and and i love it's you know it's well on record that i'm a fan of this place it's mm-hmm. been best wine bar back to back couple years i think that's right and um and i stand by that and it is one of the best wine bars slash shops in the city i've learned so much here and you will learn as much as i 
have. You don't have to be a journalist to get them to answer your questions here. They're always happy to educate you. We you love don't, to talk. <laughs> it's true. You don't have to. Well, I think that wine is very intimidating for a lot of people. They like it, but they don't know much about it. And then they feel like, oh, well, they're a wine shop. The people there are going to be experts. They're not going to want to deal with me. It's so not the case in a lot of different shops, especially this one. You come in and you don't have to know anything. Nobody's going to make you feel less than. They can't wait to tell you. They have an excuse now to talk about their favorite thing. Well, and that was goal number one. Um, taking the pretense uh, out of wine. I mean, we we want it to be approachable. I mean, the wines we have are fun and that's it should be fun and something to enjoy, not something to be competitive about or um, you know, to be intimidated by. So anybody that comes to the door, I and mean, we're going to talk as long as we need to. We're going to share some things, and uh, we want to make it approachable for everybody. And the response has been great. We've seen the neighborhood really get more adventurous, um, and it's allowed us to really just kind of dig even deeper and not have to compromise any of the things that we love to do. So thank you for the support. It's it's helped a lot. I, I, I should it. say, I am a wine club member here. You have a membership That's where right. you, pay, you pay a flat fee every month, and you get you can either get one bottle of wine or two bottles of wine. I'm sure if you pay double, he'll give you four bottles of wine. I won't <laughs> join any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> but like, uh, which is great, because a lot of times, like I, I just pick the wine that has the best label. Like <laughs> I just look for the one that has the most, like, a, a label that sort of jumps out at me whatever it is label art i think wine art is like the new album cover because is that a bad way to pick wine there is no i think that's why they put it there because they know so many people are attracted to that fun art but i think one of the other great things about this place is that there's nothing less pretentious than french fries <laughs> and like the best french fries in the city arguably are right here in the parking lot mm-hmm. that's at digress right. um that's right and so the same year that I chose Digress as the best wine bar, I chose Duck and Drake as the best food truck. And I joked that together maybe they could be, you know, restaurant of the year if you put them together. That was my favorite uh, write-up ever. Yeah, it's per- it it's perfect. It's Seriously, it's, it's like this perfect compliment because you have a food truck, which is the most unpretentious thing in the world, yet they're serving this incredibly high-end, yet approachable, I mean, they're sliders, but they're lamb or wagyu or whatever with truffle fries, but it's so delicious and it's so so, so approachable, but so high-level, it's phenomenal. So speaking of wine, there's four bottles of wine in front of me right now. Uh, Moderna? How do you say it? Madeira. Madeira. Am I saying that right? You you just nailed it. <laughs> yeah. What what is that? What, I'm from what, the what northeast. Kind of, what kind you of wine is that? <laughs> so so Madeira is um it's a fortified wine, which which all that means is there's a a neutral grape spirit and brandy added to the wine um, to halt the fermentation at some point and to also boost the alcohol. Um, so Madeira. Uh, being a part of Portugal, it's it's you know an island. Uh, out west, um, really, you know, essentially in the middle of nowhere. But this was uh, kind of a, a waypoint, a stopping point for a lot of uh, shipping routes. So what happened is they would take this wine and put it in barrels, ship it, and they'd find that it would go bad, you know, slosh around on a boat for months at end and get oxidized. And uh, eventually they found ways to um, to make this wine a little bit more approachable. And they, they, they embraced that, actually. Um, and now they're purposefully oxidized. So um, typically when you get a wine, you, know, you pick up a Chardonnay or something like that, and it's oxidized. You get the, it's all 
tired smelling and um you know you leave a bottle to open for what three or four days and it's no you good. Know, no you more. know the smell. It's yeah, not yeah, good. yeah. I might still drink um, that bottle. Just, I'm just still so gonna drink that waste too. It, but yeah, my we, wife won't drink it. We're eco-conscious here, of uh, course. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna drink just that. Drunk. Um, <laughs> Skunky wine is still wine. <laughs> um, but but this being oxidized, uh, but purposefully, um, they last forever. Um, they are sweet, but they're the most intriguing wines. Um, Everyone's intriguing. However, I, I find I, I cannot keep a bottle of this at my house, which uh, is why these are all here. What, what do you drink it with? Is it just like? <laughs> and he opens them every time <laughs> I come here. Uh-huh. Are yeah. you supposed to drink it with something special, or? So it's great as um, you know. Think about it like like uh, you know, uh, you're. We'll we'll use the title thing. You're having a cigar or whatever. You're in a lounge. You're gonna have your whiskey or you're gonna have port or something. Madeira fits in like that too. So this is something you can just uh, sip on, a little chilled. Um, it's great with you know any number of desserts, but it's also perfect on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's several different styles. I mean, you can get some that are very light and bright and acid-driven and very citrusy, and then you can get the deepest, darkest, you know, toffee, chocolate kind of tasting styles. And we've got you know in the four of these kind of a little, a little span of. Uh, of all of those styles. So you can get the lighter, fresher things and uh, you know, you can go a little deeper here. I personally, of course, it's Florida. I'm hot. I'm thirsty. Uh, that's, that's why we have champagne here right now, too. Oh, yeah. I but, forgot uh, to mention we're drinking champagne. Yeah, too. we're going to start there. Um, but and it I actually love... says champagne on it. I don't even know if I've ever yeah, well... had actual <laughs> champagne. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're drinking one of one of the best right well, now. Well, thank you. I deserve it. Amy, um, are, you, are you a wine person? I love wine. I love it even more since coming here because I know a lot more about it. Mm-hmm. But there's still that's the nice thing is that it's just like you can never... Especially me at this point, but I mean, you can never know it all. There's always more to the story. There's always another thing to learn. When I did a story about Madeira, you know, what's really attached to this is American history, which is really interesting because it comes from Portugal. So how did it get tied here? This is what the founding fathers were drinking when they were dreaming up all of the important documents that we argue over today. That's right. Yeah. So there was um, there was a connection with England and somebody important, and this is all you know escaping me at the moment. But <laughs> sounds like we you will basically. You know, listen during your history class. What we can do is attach the story <laughs> to when you post this, so all people right, can go right, and right. get the history. That'll, that's a better over. idea. Um, but <laughs> sounds like you had a few bottles of Moderna before this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Back when they, I mean, literally, they when when you look at there, there are lists of everything that was uh, consumed after the signing of uh, the Declaration of Independence, and there's you know, however many ridiculous amount of bottles of Madeira in there with with everything else. But it was um, free of taxes at that point because of this you know special arrangement. So um, this was. I mean, this was the drink at, at the time. And, and the cool thing about the wines we have here is these are all kind of historical, nerdy throwbacks to um, the styles that were popular in certain port cities at the time. So you have your Baltimore Rainwater, Charleston Cercial. I think we have the Boston Boal here. Savannah Verdello. And the Savannah Verdello. So um, it just gives you a sense of what, you know, people were into there. And uh now, you know, these styles all exist on their own, but I think this is a really unique approach to it. And it's a cool way to give people a quick lesson um, and introduce uh, these wines to them in a, a little bit more approachable and, and digestible way. You do and, a flight 
If you did a flight, I've done it. I, and you can do sort of a progression from lightest to heaviest. Yeah. And I mean, it's really and, and nice. we can do that. I like to do that. I, I That's why don't they're do here. it here because <laughs> I don't want to wash that many glasses. <laughs> but but you can get these you can get these wines here at Digress. Absolutely. All right. How what's a bottle cost? Um, so bottle, uh, these guys around 60 bucks, you know, we have some vintage stuff and that's the great thing about it too, is you can, they'll do a vintage release every year. We can get stuff going back to literally 1901. Mm. Um, so we drank from the eighties. We drank from the eighties. What do I have here now? Like maybe something from the eighties and nineties here. And those are pricier two, three, four hundred dollars. Okay. Um, you can find much more approachable entry level price points though absolutely you know you can get your your basic rainwater which is a lighter style and you know 30 40 bucks uh there's great options you can start anywhere and find a cool bottle of madeira for a reasonable price and if you're not me the bottle lasts a while really yeah or me yeah (laughs) that's why i don't bring them home if you like port (laughs) i do like port try madeira Try Madeira. If you like something a little, you know, you find like a nice, like light Cercial, um, something that's got salty, briny, bright characteristics, um, and so try it with oysters, it's unreal. All right. And there are two things that I can't get enough of, yeah. All right, Rob, I'm going to let you get back to your, your customers that are here. All right, buddy. It's busy. It's a it's a Wednesday night right now. You got music going on. You got all kinds of people. You got a food truck outside. Oh, it's action packed. Yeah, busy night. So I'm gonna let you get back to them. I'm gonna get back to Amy here because I need to find out how she ended up here in Orlando. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. All right, Amy. We're gonna get back to your story. All we right. took a little break there in the okay, middle. Well, so now I'm loose. I've if, had a if drink. If you forgot, <laughs> a little recap here. You were in Clearwater. I was. Assignment editor, producer at a TV station. How did you end up doing food um, in well, Orlando? In Orlando. Well, the thing is, is that later in my career, I was always freelancing, freelancing. And um, for 15 years before I was at the Sentinel, I was just a freelancer and I wrote about everything. I mean, everything, anything. It's freelance, right? Mm -hmm. So anybody who's a freelancer is like, are you going to pay me? Sure, I'll do that. So that's what I did. So I wrote about everything. One of the things that I did was I became the the Orlando local expert for USA Today's 10 Best. Okay, all right. And so I did that for quite a few years. And in that time, which is when I met you, part of being the local expert was food. There was food, attractions, you know, things with kids, all different kinds of categories. Food was one of them. And I'm sure you got invited to all kinds of stuff because USA Today is a big newspaper company and Gannett owns them and your stuff would probably go all over the world. Exactly. So, and that was really cool. And in that time and because of those media connections that I made, et cetera, et cetera, I was able to dine in a lot of places. Plus my family's background is food driven. I am the Daughter of a restaurateur. Mm. What uh, kind of restaurant? He did, my dad did what was, well, he started with coffee shops when he went out on his own. He cooked, uh, he learned to cook in France. And um, when he came home, he did something, he wanted to have like kind of an arty coffee house lunch place. So he did that for a while. That was before I was born. My experience when I came along is he was doing continental cuisine okay which <laughs> what is that that's what it was called i you know he had sort of a menu that went all in chicken francais he had parmesan he had you know different steaks and seafood was the restaurant and he had that restaurant for probably the first uh 12 years of my life mm. and then he split off and did some other different 
uh, food businesses, but I grew up working in my dad's restaurants like a lot of people. So I was always a food person. My dad loved to cook. Um, so it was a really good fit, you know? And so at some point there was a job opening at the Orlando Sentinel. And, and how did that come about? You know, the funny thing was, was that I knew that the job was open because I knew Lauren, who was my immediate predecessor. Um, but I didn't actually apply for it. Um, somebody in the community recommended me to, uh, who is now my editor. And I don't know, you know, the process, but I was like, sure, that sounds fun. I was like, I was like, well, I've been an outdoor cat for 15 years. Let me become an indoor cat again. And um, it ended up being a love match. And, you know, they hired me. Okay. Thank God. Yay. We got to take a break. <laughs> I actually want to talk a little bit more about what you've been doing at the Sentinel when we get back. Okay. So, so don't go anywhere. We're with Amy Drew. Here, we're here at Digress. We're talking food. Brendan's out of town. And uh, we'll be right back. We're in the cellar of Digress. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> From the DeWitt Law Firm, it's the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus. It's Mo DeWitt, and this is Mo in a Minute. Mo, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much, John. Just hanging out here with you. Doing your law thing, right? Some days. Okay. All right. So let's say I get in an accident and I'm okay, but you know, I, I, I was in an accident. Right. How soon after the accident should I call an attorney? Should I call you? Well, I always recommend, you know, get advice as soon as possible. What's most important though, is that you go to the doctor as soon as possible. You know, there's a lot of this tough guy syndrome where you think, hey, I'm going to be okay. I'll be all right. I don't need to go get, get checked out. And then the pain only gets worse and things only get worse. And the longer you wait, the more of a defense you're giving the insurance company to say, oh, that was pre-existing. It wasn't from the accident or it was from something else. So you want to get checked out by a doctor as soon as possible. That's number one. And number two, call an attorney to know your rights and know your options. Thanks, Mo. And always remember, injured on the go, just call Mo. It's time for your weekly Enzian update. Enzian is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home to the Florida Film Festival. Enzian is still screening an exclusive 35mm engagement of Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer this week. It's all about physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer who must risk destroying the world in order to save it. Also screening is She Mob, the John Waters classic set on the sweaty backroads of Dallas and Waco, Texas, and centered on the cone-bra-wearing butch leader of a wild girl gang, Big Shim. Check it out on Friday, August 4th. Emperor's New Groove is the cult classic selection for Tuesday, August 8th, and the original Guardians of the Galaxy is playing for free at Popcorn Flicks in the Park on August 10th. For more information, head to nzn.org today. Blah, 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 movies. Are you looking for a place that's not your laundry room or your kitchen table to do some work? Gotta get away from the kids? Credo Conduit is the co-working space you've been waiting for. You'll be surrounded by other creatives, entrepreneurs, coffee roasters, journalists, and nonprofit leaders who will help you celebrate your wins and help you with your needs to thrive and pursue a life of greater meaning, impact, and community. Go to CredoConduit.com today to book a tour.
Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Bustecker, and I am with my favorite co-host, Oh my a- God. Amy, Amy Drew. He's had Madeira. <laughs> Brendan, he's been drinking the Madeira. We are we are here at Digress. <laughs> Amy Drew is the multimedia food writer at the Orlando Sentinel. And uh, we are talking food here at Digress. The Duck and Drake is out front. Uh, Duck and Drake. I shouldn't call it the Duck and Drake. Duck and Drake Kitchen. Yes. And they're opening their own uh, brick and mortar restaurant here pretty soon. They are. And mm-hmm. it's really exciting. And it's bigger than I thought. Uh, something like 140 plus seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is tremendous. But, and here's the best thing, and Rob will probably agree with me, they're staying here too. Yeah, which so is good news. Good news. I live closer to this one, and I don't have to fight for a parking space downtown. So I'm glad they're going to be here at Digress. If you don't know where Digress is, it's in College Park, it's on Edgewater Drive. Big blue building. Long, long time ago, used to be called Cavanaugh's, but that's that's a long, that's ancient history. So cute. Live music, great <laughs> yeah. wine, fun people. Wear All a that. t-shirt. You don't have to dress up. Come in. I'm actually wearing the band t-shirt of the restaurant that I'm in today, which I, I don't know the rules on that. I feel like I should get a discount if I wear the t-shirt of the place I'm hanging out at. Although he gave us free wine tonight, so I can't complain. That's kind of a discount. <laughs> so Amy, before the break, we were talking about how you kind of ended up in Orlando. You're from New York. I am. Uh, you you made your way down here. You were in TV. You were a freelancer. And then you ended up at the Orlando Sentinel as the <laughs> multimedia food writer. Did you make up that title? Uh, it was Lauren's title before mine, I think. Multimedia ah. food reporter. Because, Me- oh, reporter. I'm yes, sorry. Yes. So that means you take photos and you eat food. And you right. I take video. <laughs> I do TikToks badly. Okay. And other things like that. So yeah. when you started... Um, I, I assume the, the the restaurant scene has changed a little bit over the years that you've you've been covering it. Oh my gosh. I remember when the Ravenous Pig, the first Ravenous Pig opened, mm. and I remember driving past it and being like, Hey, what's that? And to me, I've always described that restaurant, which is where real fish is now yes. in the old location. In Winter Park. Yes. I've always described them as sort of ground zero for the explosion of the culinary scene here. All right, I that's, think that's, that's a the good- I've never heard anybody say that, but I like that. That's the way I've... I mean, that's the way it was for me, having lived here for not quite 20 years. When did you move here? Uh, 2005. Okay. 2005. I moved here in 2010. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I've seen it change a little bit, too, but obviously you've seen it, like, really progress. Yeah, 2005 is when I moved here, and so when I saw them open, I was like, hey, what's that? And, um, of course, there's always been phenomenal food here because we have such a diverse population Mm -hmm. here. So there's always been great food, but it's like a lot of it, and we still find it today, you, me, Brendan, and everybody else out there, um, you know, hidden in old strip malls that haven't been redesigned in forever. And you'll find a great Chinese place, a great Korean place, a great Mm -hmm. Vietnamese place, you know, little mom and pop pizzerias here and there but you know that sort of started us i think to where we've grown and now we're a james beard nominated city nominated now we, now we are yes <laughs> finalists this yeah, year finalists and not and, a winner and yet. now we are that. a michelin selected city we have michelin guide selections mm-hmm. um and stars even so i think yeah in in the 
in the two decades I've been here, we have come a long way, baby. Describe your job a little bit, because it's not just like reviewing restaurants. It's not just like writing about. Because I know you do some. Do you still do you do recipe stuff or not? I do recipe okay, stuff. Okay, so it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything, and it's grown. When I first started, I wasn't doing any of the recipe stuff, but then I was like, you know, the cover of the cooking section should be local. Agreed. Agreed. It's the cover. Yeah. You know, the big money shot picture. Uh-huh. That should be local. So yeah. if we're gonna do recipes. Let's do recipes from Florida. Yeah, from well, from Orlando. I and we skip around, and sometimes I'll do something that I find because people will say I can't find clam chowder, and I'll end up running Sam Sifton's clam chowder recipe or mm-hmm. something for the New York Times. But it'll be my story of making it. And guess what? I'll use clams from Cedar Key. Do you make all the things so that you write about? I make most of them. Mm. Yeah, m- most of them. And sometimes it'll be a recipe from, you know, Trina from Seven Bites or ketchup from. Eberto at Duck and Drake. Yeah, he right makes his here. own ketchup. He here. makes his own ketchup, and you can make it too. Go search it up in the Orlando Sentinel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it needs to be something that at least profiles a local farm, a local maker, somebody who's here in Central Florida. What's the response you get from the recipes? Um, it's funny. A lot of people, and and because it's Tribune, it gets you know it ends up in weird far-flung places mm-hmm. and one time I used um, Chef Hari formerly of Cress uh, we did his kitchity recipe when his book came out and it w- it appeared in the newspaper in Guam wow yeah and um, recently, how do you know did you just google it or did somebody like he actually message? let me know because he had a google alert mm. but now you know I get these different things that'll say and more recently I did a banana pudding recipe that was by the domestic rebel though um, she's phenomenal on Instagram and um, people from Hawaii wrote me and said I found this recipe it was amazing you know or I saw this recipe but then I lost my paper but you wrote this article can you point me in the direction of the recipe that kind of a thing yeah and um yeah, it's always really fun, as you know, when people reach out and say, hey, can you find this ingredient for me? Or where can I get this thing that I haven't eaten because I'm from Pittsburgh and nobody around here makes it? That kind of thing. Mm. It's funny because like, I, I get the paper every day and I see a lot of thank your you. stories. Oh, I, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> on, <laughs> and, on behalf of me and the dwindling staff at the Sentinel, thank you. But like, I, I, I look at the, the cooking section, but I'll be honest, I don't make a lot of the, the recipes. Not because I don't think they're amazing. I just, I just don't think about making the recipes no, from depends. there. But, but I know a lot of people do. And so I think that's the interesting thing about being a food writer is like all these different things you do cater to different people and, and their lifestyle. So there might be people that will never go out to a seafood restaurant because they don't like seafood and they don't care about the review that you do because they're just not going to go. But they might make a, a, a brownie recipe that, that you have in the paper. Yeah, it goes in all directions. Some people may not want to make that clam chowder recipe, mm-hmm. but they may be interested to know that they can get cedar key clams from physis and make whatever they want with the clams and then my job is done so let's talk let's talk about going to all these restaurants (laughs) i think a lot of people feel like that's like a dream job it i mean it mostly is Mm -hmm. it mostly it mostly is unless you're trying to lose 10 pounds as i have been for the last two years okay (laughs) it's hard because like your job is to eat it's so hard I have a treadmill. <laughs> Having the treadmill, never mind. <laughs> and so, so like, like, like your job when you go out to restaurants, do you do you go a few times or do you go once and and you're done? Or I like- no, unless yeah, mo- more more often than not, I go more than once because mm-hmm. you never know. Sometimes you go once and you may not quite have the experience that you want, but you want to give them that 
extra, well, you know, it could have been an off night. And it can be. Yeah, and it totally can be because this is real life, people, and not everybody hits the bullseye Mm -hmm. every single time. And so you want to make sure that you give people a chance to, you know, show their best. So when when you go to these restaurants, and you go all over Central Florida, it's not like just Orlando, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, it, it I doesn't, try. doesn't have to be the most expensive place. It can be no, the whole I love, mall I love the cheap places because yeah. I think more people want that. More, Absolutely. Fewer people are looking. People, Most people, if they're going to some Michelin-starred venue, it's usually like, it's our 25th anniversary. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Most people are not, you know... You ask ask these people who the regulars are. They're people who like own the magic. Those are the people yeah, who go yeah, there, yeah. you know, once a month. That's not everybody. But when you go out to these restaurants and you you're reviewing them or, or just dining at them, like like what are you looking for? Like when you do a review, what what are you judging it on? What are you I basing d- it on? I'm not really, uh, you know, it's just a matter of I don't take. My reviews, when people call me a food critic, which is not in my title, I don't, I balk at that because I only write about places that I would recommend. Mm. That's okay. it. All right. That's it. If I go to a restaurant a couple times and I do not have the experience that I would prefer, if I wouldn't have recommended it before I had this job, I'm not going to recommend it now. But that doesn't mean anything. Why? Because... I'm one person Mm -hmm. and there have been a lot of places out there and I'm sure this happens to you. Your friend loves a place. You go there and you're like, "Eh." he's all right, but he loves it. Mm -hmm. And so who are you to tell him not to love it? So I want people to love what they love, but I'm going to recommend the places that I like and, you know, that's the way I'm going to do it. And that's fair because I know there are some other folks and it's their job to, I don't want to use, the, to, to negatively review places. It's just and, not my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and sometimes it needs to be said probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not from you, but not from, from, me. from other people and that's their job. But but I, I get that. I used to, I was a, a theater reviewer for a while. Yeah, that's I, that's a whole different animal. <laughs> I was I was thrown into it. and, and But I did have, I did give my opinion on some things I didn't like and, and some people didn't like to hear that, but I, I felt like. I never took it from a critic's point of view. I took it from I if I spent a hundred dollars on right. the show, was I happy leaving the show? Absolutely. And so that was my baseline, and so I, that's why I wonder, like, like for you, because a fried a piece of steak at one restaurant is different from another one if you're paying $100 for that piece of steak. Well, it's a different, I think it's a different animal for many reasons. And if I go to a place and I have a bad steak, one, it could just be one night, mm-hmm. one cook, one, you know, sort of distracted person who left it there too long. It's not really, a theater production is probably something a little different. They've been <laughs> rehearsing for weeks That's now. That's true. So, months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's a different animal. But yeah, so there's there are plenty of places out there that people love that aren't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I, th- if people love a place and want to frequent a place, I'm not going to tell people otherwise. You so know? Where, where are you telling people to go right now? Um, Where's your see. spots? The most, well, I've been out of town for a bit. The mm-hmm. last couple of places that I talked about were um, Red Panda Noodle. All right, food truck. Which is a food truck. I love doing the food trucks. And uh, Elliot, he used to work at Orlando Meats. Yeah, Elliot and Seth doing it. Uh, you know, got got the Michelin nod, and we're like, "All right, see ya." <laughs> they just dropped the mic and left. Yeah, and now they're doing it their way. This concept that they've had since uh, 2016 and back. Some of the recipes go back that far, and they've got the truck, and people are loving it. And they I, have- I saw a video the other day of like their crazy noodles or something like that. It almost looks like a lasagna noodle or like a tentacle from an octopus. It's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a like a ribbon kind yes, of style yeah, yeah, noodle yeah. that they use for the goo. 
Lumba, I think, which mm-hmm. and all their noodles are handmade. Mm-hmm. And um, oftentimes it's just like what you, you call it noodles. It's like usually just like one 10 foot noodle. <laughs> that's like in I'm exaggerating probably in your uh, in your takeaway container. But yeah, they're hitting it big. And then I uh, wrote up a great place downtown. Thank you. Um, called Poppy Smash Burger, yeah, yeah. which used to be a food truck. Um, I didn't have the pleasure of trying it when it was a food truck, but now it's a burger joint downtown. And you would think that it would just be like, you know, mop up, you know, um, I'm hitting that place after I go to wherever, which I actually did. And they open, they're open late. They are open late, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. It for used to be where Jimmy Hula's is downtown, if you're not familiar. It's, Tremendous. Right, by, it's right by there. Tremendous. These flat, crispy he fries up the beef which is local it's from a florida farm nice in uh american wagyu beef tallow is what he puts on the flat top smashes it in there with some yellow mustard crispy Mm -hmm. edges double patties and he puts fried bananas and all kinds of crazy stuff sounds good yeah it's not it is not i need to get over there yeah not if you're on a diet (laughs) and now we're circling trying to lose 10 pounds hence why i have a treadmill (laughs) Are there any like, I mean, once again, you've been doing this for years. Is there anything you're seeing sort of like trending right now in in Orlando when it comes to food? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I've been seeing, you know what? I'm just I think I'm too close to vacation Mm -hmm. to uh, I have Polynesia. Yeah. Somebody smart one said. Yeah. And so I don't I can't really think of anything off the top. of. How about looking ahead? I mean, I know Duck and Drake is opening up soon. Are are there any others on the horizon? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think of the openings that I've been waiting for. (laughs) You know, as soon as you turn off my microphone and I'm going to be like, damn, (laughs) I remembered everything. Um, I know you wrote about Jeff. Just bagel run recently. Oh, up in Oviedo. perfect! Thank you. That You're was a, that was a great See, toss. I read, I read the paper. I appreciate that let, lateral toss as I'm mm-hmm. running down the field. Um, Jeff's bagel run. I wrote about them years ago. Early was a big story. Where are all the good bagels? Because Orlando has traditionally, I think, been largely a bagel desert. Yeah, there were not a lot of good places. There were a couple um, tried and trues, but you know, for the people that didn't live right near there, you know, bagels where I grew up. There was a good bagel shop in like every town. Yeah, in New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here, if you want good bagels, you don't want to have to drive. It's Sunday morning. You want it in every every neighborhood should have a good bagel shop. So uh, Jeff and Danielle Pereira started that business out of their house. In Ocoee, right? In Winter Garden. Okay, out west. Yes. And uh, now they have backing and they opened, you know, two stores. And now they're off and running and they announced uh, two or three more uh, Celebration and West Orlando, and nice. now just this week, Oviedo. So good. Oviedo in November, you're getting good, fresh baked bagels, and and watching that happen is going to be an element in the store. Mm-hmm. What about what about like because you're from New York, I'm from Michigan. There are foods, regional foods that you and I probably grew up with that are hard to find here. It's probably annoying to hear that all the time. You're like, how come you can't make pizza like New York? Or how come you don't have this? But are oh, there they things? They make <laughs> great New York I know. pizza here. No, it's I such know. BS. And now <laughs> we even have Detroit pizza here. Which I love. Which is great yeah, pizza. It's that so was good. my pick for best new restaurant mm-hmm. in Soto. the this Soto year Square. was Soto Square. I was not at all schooled in Detroit pizza. Why so would good. I be? So good yeah yeah and so there's one on michigan uh in um south orlando and soto 
and then there's another one opening in Winter Park. Opened in Winter Park, so there's two locations now. Oh, so Rob brought us a spicy pickle sour beer. I was going to be like, can we talk about it's like this? A, it's like a friggin' dare. It's like this is the beer you give. Like, I'm I, smelling I, it, and it smells like a jar this. of pickles. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, which I like pickles. I'm gonna let's take a sip. Let's take okay, a sip okay. together. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one. All right. That is spicy, spicy pickle sour beer. Very they, sour. There is, they deliver. They but write like, a check and they cash that. But are you going to drink like six of those in one sitting? <laughs> Probably not, right? Oh. I'll drink a lot of these. No. Yeah, this is my go-to. <laughs> there's there's yeah. Rob. If you missed the first half of the show, Rob, uh, Rob's the owner here at Tigress. It's, it's interesting. It's it interesting. It kind of has, as somebody who is, you know, essentially a sommelier, this has no, you or him. This him. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have. They have. This has notes of like caraway mm. in it. That's probably for the pickles, right? Yeah, you know. And these guys are. I think um, uh, from Illinois or, or Indiana. Where is where he's from? Illinois. Normal Illinois. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and and uh, Sucker Punch is like a big uh, you know artisanal pickle company there, and they teamed up to do this. It's good. I mean, it's interesting. I don't think we sell as many of these as I drink. Yeah. <laughs> but I that's a biz- love this that's beer. That's a business expense then, it's right? A biz- yeah. That's where my marketing dollars go. Yeah. Your account is like, also, why did you so spend $1,000 on yeah. pickle beers He doesn't this keep this in the home fridge either, apparently. <laughs> what it is does. allowed in the home fridge? <laughs> uh, it all goes quickly. Some quicker than others, but yeah. This my, is- my my question though, Amy, before before we took the sip of the pickle beer here, is there something that you you feel like you can't get here in Orlando, or something that you're kind of craving, or something like, oh, I wish they had it, but maybe it's just not as good here. Carvel. Carvel. Like, we need wait, Carvel. Is that the ice cream? Somebody open a Carvel here, please. <laughs> I'll come every week. I'll buy a cake a week. Why don't you? Oh yeah, explain what that is for people that Carvel don't know. Carvel ice cream. I think most people know what Carvel is, right? I didn't grow up with that. It's very. Oh, I, I only know it because Pat Oswald did a whole bit on it. Oh uh, my gosh, Carvel is the best. It's just the best. I grew mm. up with Carvel ice cream. Tom Carvel commercials. Cookie Puss ice cream cake. Uh-huh. Everybody knows the ice cream cake. They sell it at Publix, but it's not the same as when you get the cakes that are made in the shops. Ah. And ultimately, the soft serve is just the best. Okay. So and so like are the an sprinkles. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fair. So enough. we need a Carvel. I guess we used to have one. The airport used to have one. Really? At least, but it doesn't anymore, I don't think. Interesting. Wasn't there one at Winter Park? Uh, there the might have been. The Winter Park Whole Foods Plaza? Maybe there was at one time, but it's not here now. That's too bad. Please open up. Yeah. <laughs> How about how about during your your eating journeys the last few years with the Sentinel? You said you're you're an adventurous eater, correct? I'll eat anything. Is there <laughs> is there anything where you're like, I'll try it, but I, I don't like that? Oh well, there's plenty of things that I try. Like I'm trying to think, um, uh, pig ear. Pig ear. So pig ear, I love it when it's fried, mm-hmm. but it's some preparations. It's just like a little too chewy, cartilaginous. Oh, that's would a good be the word. word that I would use because it's an ear. So that's mm-hmm. really exactly what it is. Um, and I don't think I do- I've ever had that. Rob, Rob, have you ever had a pig ear? K restaurant used to make some incredibly good pig ears. Yeah, and they were fantastic. Were they fried? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fried, fried pig figures ears. are good. Okay. Well, that's like the difference between eating like uh, you know fried crickets like chapulines uh, versus the non-fried, where the little leg prickly <laughs> things grab your throat <laughs> as you're trying to swallow it. So it yeah, it just seems like you're on fear factor when you start doing. <laughs> yeah, I would correct. probably yeah, rather yeah. <laughs> eat a non-fried chapuline than than a than the 
cartilaginous really? pig ear. Yeah, I don't care for it. Hmm. I'll eat it, but I don't care for it. I've had it. I don't care for it. Fried pig ear is more like if you ever pull the skin off like a, you know, it's like... Crackling kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. I just think of my dog chewing a pig ear. Yeah. <laughs> and what that looks like you after You should try it sometime. You didn't I even just, try dog food when <laughs> you were a kid. Are you not that... Adv- are you an adventurous eater? Will oh, you try I'll anything? I'll try anything. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where I was like, oh God, that was disgusting. But I'll try it. Like if somebody puts it in front of me, I'll take a bite, but there's it's very rare. I'm like, I just don't like that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll, that's I, very I have to really think about it. Yeah, that's I would say there are things that I love and there are things that I'm like, eh, maybe I wouldn't do it again. I but know. And this was nothing that I this was actually really tasty. Yeah, we, too strong. we were at like one of those Brazilian places where they bring all the meats out. Brendan and I. The hearts. Yeah. yeah. Those so, are the best. Well, so they brought all the meats out and then they looked at Brendan and I and they're like, well, you don't want this. And I was like, well, what is it? And they're like, well, like you guys don't usually eat these things <laughs> like looking at Brendan and I and I was like, well, I'll eat it. I don't care. And he's like, it's a chicken heart. I was like, I'll eat it. It was delicious. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're great. They came out on the skewer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Popped a few on the plate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. so good. But I don't know. So Rob brought up a good point with K restaurant across the street here in College Park. Oh, no we longer miss open. We so, miss so my next question then to you, Amy, is there a restaurant that you do sort of miss around Central Florida? Sweet Tomatoes? Does that count? <laughs> I thought they were coming. Wait, are they coming back? Or is, oh, that's the Fazoli place. It's somebody. Yeah, I yeah, I was never. I don't think I've ever had Fazoli's. Oh, I so I know it was either. a big deal. But yeah, no, I was. A, I'm a booster of sweet tomatoes. That was like my favorite it's chain. It's a big bar, right? It, yeah, but it's great. <laughs> I don't know. I love sweet tomatoes. So yeah, I miss sweet tomatoes. An unfortunate casualty of COVID. I don't see why we can't bring that back. Jason's Deli has a big salad bar, right? Not the same, though. It's not it's probably like blasphemy sweet Tomatoes, it doesn't tomatoes. have no. It's not like sweet tomatoes. All right, so sweet tomatoes. I do, and I'm trying to figure. Oh, you know what place I miss? Oblivion Tap Room. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good Oblivion Tap Room. The jalapeno burger oh. was unreal. Yeah, every I loved Oblivion Tap Room. I they had East it, Col- we tell people, East Colonial near Samaran. It's it's. It was, one of the early like kind of craft beer gastro pubs. It, this places. is what I was gonna say is that no matter when I went, no matter who my server, every single server in that place knew every single beer on that menu. And there was would, like a ton. There was, it was like a bible. Yeah. It was like a beer bible. Yeah. They whatever their customer education was was like top notch, and they had misfits posters all over the mm-hmm. place. It was great. I miss it. Yeah, but they had awesome tater tots too. To oblivion. To oblivion. With that, Amy, we got to go. Thank you so much, Amy Drew of the Orlando Sentinel, Rob Chase of Digress. Thanks to Duck and Drake for bringing out some amazing food. Thank you for inviting me here. This was great. Of course. No, thanks for for being here. I apologize we didn't get to talk about any news, but you're you're too interesting to talk about news. It's pickle beer. It's the pickle beer. It's the pickle beer. All right. We'll see you guys next week.